0: all right allegedly um we broke and we're back so that was a little break are we back we'll wait until i'll get a good sign and find out if we're back We're back, all right, all right. So I was just finishing up, finishing up, and I was talking about Hezekiah and how he had ascended into self-mastery. He got upon the horse. He mastered his emotions, the horse, with his thinking and became the rider. But then he became so full of his plumage, like the ostrich, that he lacked wisdom that he was struck down by leprosy. And this is my very big concern in this day because Hezekiah could not comprehend the book of the law and book of the covenant dichotomy. He misread that there is a distinction and that there was a break and a breach of covenant. He believed that it was all muddled together, just like the Messianics and the traditional Orthodox Jews, that there's no distinction between the book of the law and the book of the covenant. So Hezekiah believed that he was the Malchizedek. He believed that the book of the covenant was in effect and that he was a king and a priest. Hezekiah made that grave mistake. He put himself in the position of the Malchizedek. He misread the prophecies of Melchizedek and the coming of the Malchizedek by believing that he was the Melchizedek, both king and priest. So what did he do? He brought an offering into the temple despite the fact that he was under the book of the law. He was not a priest and therefore he was prohibited from doing such a thing. He was prohibited from doing it, but he did not understand that. And so he was struck with tazarat or tazaras, leprosy, right on his forehead as he was in the temple and about to make his offering. He was utterly incapacitated from that point on and he was cursed. But he was still in power. He was still in power. But his royal duties were carried out only in his name by his son Manasseh and eventual, no, excuse me, by his son and eventual successor, successor um, to um the throne, And at the very time he was struck on the forehead of leprosy, what happened? There was a great earthquake. And it occurred at its very epicenter was where? The temple in Jerusalem. And you find this in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 4. And it's also mentioned by the prophet Amos in Zechariah chapter 14, verse 5. Now, I'm just checking here because, like I say, I said, did I say Hezekiah? I meant. I I I, I apologise. I think I got my. It was, it was um, Uzziah. I'm getting my. I, I, my, all of my Hebrew words mixed up. Uzziah, Uzziah, excuse me, Uzziah was struck. It was Uzziah was stricken with leprosy. So I, I retract that. I said Hezekiah. I meant Uzziah was stricken with leprosy during his, his reign, and he remained a leper for the rest of his life, 25 years. So forgive me, Uzziah, Uzziah. Hopefully we can retract that there, Uzziah. And this was, of course, the big, big problem that we saw. Now, at the time of being struck down with this leprosy, there was this earthquake, that happened at the very same time. So you have to wonder, then in the New Testament, the Brit Hadashah, when the true king and priest, under the order of Zedek, who has the actual rights to go and make an offering of himself, what does he do? He heals the lepers, and at the very time that his offering is accepted, there is an earthquake in the temple. Everything that broke with Uzziah was healed by Messiah. He went to heal the lepers, because Uzziah was struck with leprosy, and the earthquake that breached through leprosy, that earthquake was a recognition of the acceptance of Yahushua's position as the Melchizedek king and priest. In the chat, please, somebody double-check me that I am correct with Uzziah that was struck with leprosy because now I've confused you with Hezekiah and Uzziah. Somebody do your research. In the chat, Uzziah struck with leprosy. Let me know here in studio just to confirm me, because I need some reassurance, okay? Sometimes you make mistakes. Anyway, let me continue on and finishing up here. So these are very important times because why do you think Yahushua heralded the words of Isaiah the prophet specifically regarding the usurping of the Melchizedek order, the sins and accompanying signs of Uzziah? Because in Matthew chapter 4 it says, "'Lepers are cleansed. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them.'" The veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked. Matthew 27. This is all a reversion of the signs of Uzziah. Are we right with Uzziah? Yes. All right. Phew. Good grief. Well, you've got to admit, I mean, we've got Uzziah, Hezekiah, Huzukuzu, Hazawai, Uzi, Uzi, Uzi. I mean, it's, goodness gracious me, I grew up south of London. I mean, and here I am, <laughs> my goodness. I mean, some of you grew up in California, and the only Uzi you knew was the one that was running around down the grocery stores at night trying to rob the 7-Elevens, right? And now we're like, Uzi Yahoo. And you're like, Uzi what? Good grief. Anyway, bear with me. I'm an anglicized man in an anglicized world. So, the very two signs of the prophecy now come into full effect in the New Testament. My point, which is why Isaiah is quoted so much in the New Testament the inauguration of the true one who could go into the temple as a king and a priest. It wasn't Uzziah, it was Yahusha. He healed the wounds of Israel. He healed the chastisements, the catastrophes of Isaiah. So the inaugura- inauguration, excuse me, the inauguration of Yahusha's ministry after dealing with Satan is to usher in what Uzziah or Yahu tried but never had the authority to do to heal the wounds, to heal the chastisements and catastrophes of Isaiah's visions realized. And this is why this is so powerful. To conclude, Luke chapter 4 verse 18 is a quote of Isaiah chapter 49 verse 8 and Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1. The spirit of the master Yahweh is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the Bessorah, the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim deliverance to the captives and new sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those having been crushed. Our Messiah, Yehusha did everything that Uzziah wanted to do, but did not have the authority to do, which meant that Uzziah was struck down with leprosy and the sign of the covenant breach that he was not the Zedek was an earthquake. So the sign that Yahushua, his sacrifice was accepted is that he would heal the leprosy from Uzziah's head put upon the children of Israel, the outcasts, and when his sacrifice was accepted on Galgotha, that in the very same place, there would be an earthquake to recognize the healing of the breach, which is why the prophet Isaiah is quoted more than any prophet in the book of the New Testament, the books of the New Testament, and the opening proclamation of Yahushua's ministry was what? What I just read to you in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, because it's all right here, and we're going to be delving into it over the next goodness knows how long. Isaiah's prophecy was delivered over 86 years. There are so many layered literary structures to this which change the rules to interpreting it. I mean, we've got from historical prophecy to present prophecy. So how do we determine what is historical and what prefigures the present. How are we going to navigate this? We've got codes, we've got types, we've got code names. We need to match up the ancient nations and persons that Isaiah mentions with their modern counterparts for us to be able to bring this forward into this age. For example, we've got ancient Assyria which is a militaristic world power from the north that conquered the ancient world and its rival superpower, Egypt. Well, is there a militaristic power today from the north that seeks to conquer its rival superpower? Is there? Is there such a thing going on today? Well, then would those prophecies, could they allude to such a thing? Does another prophet make mention of such nations and powers as a second witness? Maybe Daniel. Maybe Jeremiah. You see, Isaiah is about events that aren't just confined to the Middle East. We must look at the character sketches of the people and the nations that Isaiah provides, not necessarily just be stuck with their names. I mean, it's typical. Uh, you, you've got types and shadows, you've got logical views. Isaiah is qualified to flip from from historical to present because he wrote the words declaring the end from the beginning. He wrote those words. And from the past things which were not done. Isaiah 46 verse 10. If there was ever a prophet that could flip from the past to the present who would be qualified to do that, would it not be Isaiah? Isaiah declaring the end from the beginning and from the past things which were not done. He saw the end from the beginning. He was able to capture both the past and the present day in a single prophecy. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? I mean, who can do such a thing? We have to look at the typological view to see the present as well as the logical view to see the past. So we're going to be going with a typical logical view, types and shadows, as well as logical. We're not going to divorce one for another, but we're not going to just get stuck with logic and reason. We have to use types and shadows too. Old is also new, and new is also old. He uses the types from the past to prophesy into today. And I I see it. I really do, and I hope you can see it too. Egypt matches, it does, it does match modern-day America, most precisely allowing only for several major events to develop within these next 20-odd years if Moshiach does tarry that long. Now, ascending spiritual levels as we move through the text, we move through the prophecies, we will move through history. And we can look at the linkages in the way our society is today. I mean, there's trouble at home, is there not? There's trouble in the homeland. There's trouble abroad. There's hostilities from the north. We've got border encroachments upon all of our flanks. We have a very, very polarized populace, do we not? We've got apostasy. We've got judgment. We've got restoration. We've got salvation. All of these things were happening during the siege. Now, according to the prophet, our end-time religion, just like Judah's religion pre-Babylon, had become so degraded, and its followers were the very catalysts of Yahuwah's judgments because they had become so degraded. I was disgusted at how the church failed During the pandemic failed, utterly failed its people. Disgusted. Why? Because most of them signed on for benefits and privileges to become a 501c3. They're in cahoots with the government. So they went along. They were compelled to perform to that contract. They failed us. They remained silent. That's just exactly what happened during the days of Isaiah. And that brought about Yahweh's judgment. Their religion and the adherence to that religion had become so degraded, so lukewarm, so part of the culture that they accepted the abnormalities of the culture as normal. And that was the catalyst for judgment. I believe we can see that today. In a nutshell, Israel's ancient apostasy typifies an end time apostasy with salvation reserved for a few that do repent. It's called a remnant. There's leprosy, there's earthquakes that await those who align with the world that await those that align with the wrong priesthood. They'll be going right up to Jerusalem, following another Uzziah, who will go into the temple and think that he can offer sacrifices, and they'll all be happy clapping along with the Zionists and the synagogue of Satan. And guess what? They'll end up lepers with judgment, because they're not able to discern the difference between the Book of the Covenant and the Book of the Law, the Levitical priesthood and the Melchizedek priesthood. That's the danger and the peril that Isaiah warns us. Don't become an Uzziah. Uzi, yahoo. Avoid the Uzi at all costs. Salvation, though, does await for those who dwell with the one and only qualified king, who is also a priest it's not Uzi Yahu but it is Yahusha Hamashiach the good news revealed well I don't know how that went we got two streams going on now do we we only got one I didn't bring my glasses so I'm gonna have to squint But let me see if I can get... uh, No, I'm not wearing your glasses. I'm not wearing girly glasses. All right, my goodness. Bear with me while I see if I can navigate uh, um, the computer and get you on the chat. If you have some chat and you'd like to chat, I'll see if I can find you on the stream here. All right. That was a lot for an introduction. Bear with me here. My goodness, Bear with me while I see if I can... Na- yes, okay, all right, I found myself, found myself live. Something's working. So um, does that mean we got two streams going, Moshe? It's the same one? Oh, it's the same one, okay, that's interesting. Is that right? That doesn't make sense, but okay. All right, so let me just reflect on the chat. All right, Baruch Hashem Yahweh. Okay. If you want um, uh, to uh, chat me up here, then um, please redline me, and you can do that by going at Torah to the and you'll pop right up in the live chat and I should be able to see you. So I'll go work through here a little bit. Um, Emissary of Elohim, Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah, good to see you. Emissary of Elohim says, good message, Matthew. Shalom, bro. Good to see you keeping it cheeky, my good chap. Shabbat shalom, actor to the tribes. Much love, much love to you also. That must have been my pilsner. My pills, no joke. Kevin, Nita, Shabbat shalom. It was great to spend time with you and your lovely family at Sukkot. Powerful and meaningful beginning. Can't wait to continue on. Thank you. Like I say, bit rusty, bit rusty. So be patient with me. My goodness, it was a bit rusty today, wasn't it? Oh, good night. So if you're here next week, I'll be surprised. But uh, please, thank you so much uh megan w at Torah to the tribes thank you brother matthew great to have you back been missing everyone penny got some twiglet oh i got some twiglets i got a whole box of twiglets a couple of days ago i'm going to go home and have some twiglets tonight i mean i've got a whole box of twiglets my favorite megan um where did you go where did it go? Oh, it was Penny. Penny. Penny, got some Twiglets and other treats to share with my 14-year-old who thought it was hilarious when you mentioned it. Twiglets are the best. Pickled Onion Monster Munch are pretty bomb too, but they do have MSG in them. But, you know, I'll take some MSG for the flavor of Pickled Onion Monster Munch. It's worth it. And I'll also take some MSG if I find myself a really good Chinese restaurant. I mean, once in a while, you you know, I'll take a little bit of a risk there because, you know, I've got so many vitamins going through the old body that I think it will offset it quite well. Baruch Hashem Yahuwah, Jose, down there in the panhandle. Not everyone made it from the first stream. Yeah, don't think so, don't think so. Hopefully, we'll be able to figure this out next week. Why did we get booted off halfway through? Who knows? Maybe I said something. Maybe it was the Pilsner joke. Talking about Pilsners, Diesel Grandpa, how are you down doing down there in Idaho? <laughs> blessings brother good to see you and hear your voice again now diesel grandpa does love a good pilsner and uh, i can't say that i blame him either baruch hashem Yahweh. hopefully they got good pilsners down there in idaho i know they did up in snohomish but you're no longer there and we've got the white glove janitorial services Nice to have you back, Matthew. Love the teaching. Well, thank you. We could do with some white glove janitorial services up here, couldn't we? There's a bit quite a lot of dust. I haven't been in here for a month. Good grief. What are twiglets? Avi communications. Twiglets are little wheat sticks dipped in marmite. And the marmite just dries on them, and then you open up the packet, and you've got little wheat sticks full of salty marmite. Just amazing. Brad, it was a little frightened, flying with my senses heightened cherubim cheered, then he appeared. Okay. Sounds like a poem. Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah. MSG is pure poison, Larry. I agree, I agree. I know, I know. What can I say? What can I say? All right. Anybody, anything else? Some... uh, serious comments questions or thoughts on the prophecies and again my apologies for getting Uzziah and Hezekiah mixed up there with leprosy no Hezekiah didn't why didn't you speak up when I was banging on about it you're right there in the front row. please if I go I mean please correct me Yes, it is, it is, because otherwise it goes out on the internet and people are like, what is he going on about? Hezekiah never got leprosy. Bloody Henry. All right, Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah. Hey, share this stream or both streams with all the brethren. And again, like I say, my apologies, little Rusty, we'll get back on track. Isaiah, the intro, part B next week, and then we'll get off trotting, trotting away through the prophecies. Great to be back. Great to greet one another in the chat and if you 're watching this a little bit later, then you know put some comments down below. Can you still give thumbs up? You can, but you can 't track how many thumbs up or or you can track thumbs up, but you can 't tell how many people dislike you anymore. I like to know how many people dislike to me. you know I like to keep my my friends close and my enemies even closer, so you know i don 't mind that. no problem. No problem whatsoever. Now remember, we do have all of our platforms. Are they all up and running? This week? We've got Brothers Group coming up. We've got Sisters Group. We've got Shabbat Fellowship. And of course, we will be planning for Pesach, Passover, the next Moed. So think about that. I do believe we have the calendar up as well. So go to TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect and you can connect on all of our platforms zoom platforms there and a great one to start with of course is the shabbat fellowship nine o'clock pacific standard time every shabbat and um, please do consider supporting the ministry um, we really, truly thank you for those that have been so faithful over the years for your support. And you can go to tourtothetribes.com and support us there or in one of the links below. And we will look forward to seeing you live next Shabbat. And until then, bless one another, self-mastery, horse and ride